We would like to welcome you to another edition, the final edition in the month of April of The Jazz Show from CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this, of course, is The Jazz Show. And as usual, we have quite a wide range of music to play for you this evening. But our jazz feature is going to begin the program, and it's something very special. I would first of all like to thank a very dear friend of mine who um, over the years has uh, um, increased my uh, library with uh, some really, really fine stuff, and um the music that you're going to hear was uh, made possible by um, my friendship with Mr. Ron Hearn, who uh, provided me with the music so I can share it with you this evening, and that is pertaining to our jazz feature. This is a band led by the great Charles Mingus. He really needs no introduction on this program, of course. Mingus is, uh, I've always maintained that he could be my favorite of all jazz musicians. But then again, I have lots of favorites, so (laughs) it all depends on the mood I'm in. But Mingus ranks very high. Um, I've always been an admirer of his music and an admirer of many of the things that uh, Mingus stood for. Uh, in his life, and um, he had a a most adventurous life. He was born on Earth Day in Nogales, Arizona, on April 22nd, 1922, and died January 5th, 1979. He was only 58, died of ALS. And, of course, that um, horrible ailment, of which there to this day is no cure, Um, began to strike Mingus around 1976, around the middle of 1976. He began to feel the first um, results of that uh, uh, horrible, debilitating uh, neurological disease. However, this particular band, I consider to me Charles Mingus's last great band. And they recorded in the latter part of 1974 a double album for Atlantic Records called Changes One and Changes Two with this very same band. And those albums um, stand, as far as I'm concerned, as uh, really, really fine um, examples of Charles Mingus's music, plus a lot of new compositions that uh, he wrote, and of course a whole bunch of new. Aside from Danny Richmond, who was who was with him from the 1957 on, um, all new people in the band as well. And this particular band that was their only recordings um, as a band, their only. Uh, commercially released recordings. So this jazz feature this evening is something special because this is going to be the same band live 
recorded a few months later in July of 1975 at a concert in Bremen, Germany. And this band, incidentally, this band without the piano player, he had he had left by this time, um, made a legendary appearance in Vancouver in 1975 at the old Oil Can Harry's down on uh, the Oil Can Harry's Jazz Room down on Thurlow Street, a great nightclub. And this band, of course, uh, played here for three days. It was uh, pretty legendary. And uh, it was really the same kind of sound. The The only thing that I missed was the, was the incredible uh, piano stylings of the band's original pianist that we're going to hear here, Don Pullen. And um, he had left, unfortunately, and he was replaced by a very fine pianist, uh, but he didn't quite measure up to the creativity of Don Pullen, uh, how many people could. But... Um, it was really nice to uh, um, hang out with uh, Mingus and Danny and uh, the rest of the people in the band. The personnel here, um, the only person who is still alive, and uh, he's a very close friend of mine, as a matter of fact, is trumpeter Jack Walrath. And Jack is in, the ba- in this particular band. On tenor saxophone is the legendary and dynamic and amazing George Adams on tenor saxophone. This is a man that, that came from, uh, that was, had a lot of years uh, spent in R&B bands, and you can hear it in his playing. Um, and very, very creative, very original um, tenor saxophonist. George is just an amazing musician. And uh, sad to say, he was only 50 when he, when he died of... Uh, a rather mysterious illness. I think it was a viral infection or something, but uh, it was really sad that w- when I heard the news that George Adams had passed away. On piano is the gentleman I just mentioned, Don Pullen. Um, and uh, Pullen died a few years ago of, of cancer, sad to say. But one of the most dynamic and interesting pianists. And uh, I know that... Uh, um, I know the circumstances why he left the band. <laughs> Mingus and Don Pullen had a huge argument, and that was the end of it. But um, while he was here, he contributed so much to this band. And, of course, Danny Richmond on drums. What can you say about Danny? Danny was Mingus's best friend and right-hand man, and uh, very often was a wonderful go-between <laughs> between uh, um I think Danny saved a lot of people from from um, Mingus's anger by just being there and and being the diplomat sometimes, um, and uh, <laughs> I, I get into a lot of stories about that one, but uh, uh, not tonight. We're we're into the music. So as I said, this is what I refer to as Mingus's last great band. These recordings are are um, very fine. They're they're live recordings, of course, uh, at a concert. The sound quality is um, quite good, and you'll hear how wonderful this band is. These are unedited performances. The interesting thing about those Atlantic records, 
Uh, and I, I remember talking to uh, Mingus about this. And I said, well, you know, obviously you had to edit because some of these tunes that you played are very, very long. And uh, for the purpose of putting them on a record, uh, some solos had to be edited out. And uh, he said, yes, but he said, I did the editing. So nobody's going to know except me. So <laughs> there you go. But there's no edits on these recordings because they're live. So we'll get to the music. We're going to begin with the composition dedicated to Mingus's, uh, Mingus's last wife and uh, his, his widow. And she is a lady who is still with us. She takes care of Charles Mingus's estate and legacy and does a great job. She also um, sponsors the um, uh, Mingus Memorial Band that uh, continues to play, the Mingus Big Band and um, takes care of all kinds of things. She's getting on in years, but her energy is in abundance. And the first tune is written for her, Susan Mingus, and it's called Sue's Changes. Tune number two was written by Mingus and um, a very good friend of his who's a wonderful arranger, a gentleman named Cy Johnson. And it's dedicated to the great baritone saxophonist in Duke Ellington's band, Harry Carney. And the tune is called simply For Harry Carney. And I think this is my favorite of all the tunes that we're going to hear this evening is tune number two. Then um, tune number three is a Mingus composition with uh, some political overtones. Uh, when it was written... We had the, uh, the incredible Attica prison riot in the state of New York. And Mingus was very concerned about this because most of the people that were in Attica prison uh, were African Americans. And um, there was a lot of nasty stuff went down there. And Mingus wrote two number three, uh, kind of in honor of that uh, event and the whole thing about uh, Attica prison. And he called it Free Cell Block F, Tis Nazi USA. There you go, a typical Mingus political title. Then we're going to move to a composition by trumpeter Jack Walrath. And uh, a great piece of music is called Black Bats and Poles. All right? And we're going to end with one of the great anthems written by Charles Mingus, again with political overtones. It's a tune that he began to play in 1958 and played every year since then. And, of course, it was dedicated to the infamous governor of Arkansas, segregationalist governor Orville Faubus. And it is, of course, the fables of Faubus. And we'll hear a little bit of... Um, Mingus's closing theme after that. So those are the tunes we're going to hear. The band once again, the only person who is still with us, Jack Walrath on trumpet, George Adams on tenor saxophone, Don Pullen on piano, Danny Richmond on drums, and of course, the great Charles Mingus on bass. And we begin with Sue's Changes. Thank you. 
This is our next piece from the same album. Our jazz feature this evening. It's, it was a long one, but worth it. One of the great bands in jazz history and perhaps the last great band put together by Charles Mingus. This was recorded in Bremen in Germany, July 9th, 1975. And this particular band... Um, was just so great and and such a unified spirit. And, of course, uh, Mingus, at this time, uh, the disease that um, was to to, uh, take his life, ALS, uh, had not yet kicked in. And he, of course, um, his musical strength uh, had reasserted itself. And, of course... um, Mingus's rediscovery by so many jazz fans because uh, he he had gone through a reclusive period for a number of years and uh, by 1975 we all knew that Mr. Mingus was back in force and uh, this great band which only recorded uh, two albums for Atlantic Records this was the only uh, official documentation of this band uh, was on a, a great Atlantic set, a double album, LP, uh, set called Changes 1 and Changes 2. But this takes um, the band into a live context, and the pieces are long, involved, and are so exciting, and the, uh, the general energy of this band was uh, absolutely incredible. The people involved here, Jack Walrath, the only surviving member on trumpet, the great an amazing George Adams on tenor saxophone, and an equally amazing pianist Don Pullen. On drums, of course, the ever-reliable Mingus's right-hand man and best friend, Danny Richmond, and, of course, Charles Mingus on bass. And 
the pieces we heard, uh, the first piece was the longest, is over 30 minutes long, and it was dedicated to Mingus's wife. Susan Mingus, who is still very much with us. She takes care of Mingus's estate and his legacy, and the composition is called Sue's Changes. The second piece of music uh, is my favorite, uh, one of my favorite compositions by Mingus. It was written by Mingus and Cy Johnson, who was a kind of a right-hand um, man of uh, with Mingus, uh, an arranger, composer. They're very tight. And uh, they wrote the tune number two, and it was called For Harry Carney, dedicated to the great baritone saxophonist who was a mainstay of the Duke Ellington Orchestra. Tune number three was um, had a fairly uh, political title. It was sort of dedicated um, to the Attica prison riot, which most of us uh, read about, found out about, etc., etc., uh, a pretty dark history um, in uh, America. <laughs> There's been a few of those. Uh, and two number three was called Free Cell Block F, Tis Nazi USA, a militant Mingus title. Two number four was written by trumpeter Jack Walrath in a very exciting piece of music called Black Bats and Poles. And the final piece, of course, was uh, a staple in Mingus's repertoire that uh, he wrote um, commemorating the awful regime of Governor Orville Faubus, who was governor of Arkansas, a very segregationalist governor and uh, someone that uh, Mingus had absolutely no admiration for. And he wrote this piece of music called Fables of Faubus. And then we heard a little bit of uh, Mingus's closing theme, which, of course, was a Charlie Parker tune called Coco. And uh, that was the end of this particular concert. Once again, I'd like to thank my friend uh, Ron Hearn for making this music available because it is not uh, commercially available. So you're hearing it um, perhaps for the first time right here on The Jazz Show. All right, we hope you enjoyed the uh, lengthy and energetic jazz feature. We're going to come back with some uh, um, period music from uh, the late 30s by a great swing band led by Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. And uh, here are a few pieces by that great band as a contrast to what we heard uh, earlier. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is CITR, broadcasting from the University of British Columbia, 101.9 on your dial, and of course, UBC is on unceded Musqueam territory. We're also um, on the web. You can uh, reach us on your computer at www.citr.ca, and uh, we have a few things to tell you about, and we're going to begin with this one.
All right. Well, we'll just tell you uh, what's going to come up with the weather. It doesn't really look great this week, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's getting warmer, but I guess, uh, well, you know, we need the showers to bring up all the, the, uh, all the stuff, the flowers, the trees, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it always happens this time of year. And uh, we always expect a little more because they usually give us the, the, the weather gods usually give us a, a taste of a few wonderful days and, uh, oh, wow, summer's here. And then all of a sudden it comes back to this. So tonight is uh, partly cloudy and then going to be complete clouding over <laughs> with a low of 10. All right. And tomorrow will be mainly cloudy with showers and wind in the morning with a low of 10 and a high of 14. Uh, Wednesday, not much better. Cloudy with a 70% chance of a shower, low of 8, high of 13. And Thursday, even worse, uh, periods of rain for Thursday, low of 9, high of 12. Things are going to lift a bit on Friday. It's just going to be cloudy with a low of 9 and a high of 15. And then Saturday and Sunday, uh, a mix of sun and cloud with lows between 7 and highs between 17 and 18. That's pretty well uh, what's... uh, happening. And here's something else for you to check out. Have you received your Metro Vancouver Transportation and Transit plebiscite voting package? If you didn't receive your voting package and you would like one mailed to you, simply call Elections BC at 1-800-661-8683. That's 1-800-661-8683. Or go online at elections.bc.ca slash OVR to register or update your voter information and ask for a voting package to be mailed to you. This message is brought to you by Elections BC. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Next up is uh, a little throwback in jazz history to the swing era, what they call the swing era in jazz. That was the 30s. And one of the great bands was uh, led by a gentleman, a very distinguished, very handsome fellow by the name of uh, Andy Kirk. And Andy Kirk played the bass saxophone, but essentially he he just conducted the orchestra and presented the music. But he had a great band called the Twelve Clouds of Joy. And we're going to hear some tunes uh, by this band, uh, beginning with... um, Oh, I should tell you that uh, a lot of the arrangements are by uh, Mary Lou Williams, who was a a big part uh, of this band. Mary Lou Williams, of course, was uh, one of the great uh, pianists and forward thinkers uh, in jazz music, and Andy Kirk gave her uh, um, really um, an outlet for her arrangements and uh, uh, just her abilities at at the piano. There's some great uh, musicians in the band. I'm not going to get into the personnel because you're probably not going to recognize too many uh, of the... Uh, players in the band, except perhaps Mary Lou Williams. Um, one of the great tenor saxophonists in the band is a favorite of mine. That's Dick Wilson. And um, 
he is he is quite wonderful and uh when you hear a tenor saxophone it'll be him uh soloing so we're going to hear a variety of pieces um, and most of these pieces are arranged by the great mary lou williams and the first uh piece of music is called twinkling uh, which was written by mary lou williams then the second piece of music is um one called little joe from chicago uh, then we're going to follow that with a tune called Toady Toddle. And then we're going to hear a tune called Jump, Jack, Jump. And then we're going to hear another Mary Lou Williams composition called Dunkin' a Donut. All right. There's a show on CITR called Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe you should use this one as a theme song. Dunkin' a Donut is the name of the tune. Uh, and then we're going to follow that with... Um, uh, two Mary Lou Williams tunes to uh, close the set. Mary's Idea is next, and Close to Five is the final tune we're going to hear. All right, so here is the great band led by the legendary Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy.
has plenty money and he dresses up like a king. Inviting Froggy Bottom was exciting, but we now have something that is ultra new. It is called the Toady Toddle. All you have to do is waddle, and I'm sure that it will make a hit with you. It will chase away your troubles and will make your heart beat double. All you do, the Toady Toddle, all night through.
a bit of a feature here, taking you back to uh, the year 1938. And we heard a wonderful band led by Andy Kirk. And that was, of course, his band called The Twelve Clouds of Joy. And we heard some great piano work by the one and only Mary Lou Williams, who did the bulk of all these arrangements and compositions. And if you heard a tenor saxophone in there, it was a favorite of mine, a gentleman named Dick Wilson. He was one of the um, uh, stars of this band. And uh, I'm not going to go into all the personnel because you probably... Um, most of them would be unfamiliar with you, but they were, of course, all great musicians. And Kirk uh, kept the band working all through the Depression years and right into the swing era. It was one of the most popular bands uh, in Harlem in, uh, in New York and played at all the venues there, the Savoy Ballroom and all, all the great venues that were there um, during that time. Andy Kirk Jr. and his 12 Clouds of Joy. So we heard a bunch of tunes uh, beginning with uh, Mary Lou Williams' composition called Twinkling, and uh, then a famous tune. It was a hit for the band uh, with a vocal from the guys in the band, and it was called Little Joe from Chicago, and that was also written by Mary Lou Williams. Then another um, Mary Lou composition called Toady Toddle was the next, and uh, then an exciting piece of music uh, called Jump Jack Jump, and then uh, the next tune after that was called Dunkin' a Donut. And uh, there you go. <laughs> like I say, one of the most popular shows on CITR is Dunkin's Donuts. So maybe <laughs> I'm going to tell them to use that as a theme. Sounds good. Dunkin' a Donut. And uh, then following that tune uh, was Mary's Idea, of course, written by Mary Lou Williams. And uh, then another one by Mary Lou called the, the final one called Close to Five, and it featured her stellar piano work in the band. What a great band. Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. I hope you uh, enjoyed that little throwback into uh, jazz history. Back to the 30s. You are listening to CITR 101.9, situated on unceded Musqueam territory. And, of course, uh, we're also... On the web, www.citr.ca. And whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the UBC and Kitsilano area at Australian Boot Company, Banyan Books and Sound, The Bike Kitchen, The Cove, Dantry's Pub, Displace Hashery, Limelight Video, The Eatery, Fresh's Best Salsa, Gargoyle's Bar and Grill, Lotus Land Tattoo, Nuba Kitsilano, Prussian Music, Rufus's Guitar Shop, and the UBC Bookstore. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. 
I always like to tell you about a couple of websites that uh, you should check out. One of them, of course, is the most important website, and that's the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca. As you know, the Jazz Festival will be happening in the month of June, but uh, it's time to uh, make your selection, find out what you want to do, Um, in terms of uh, attendance at all the various concerts. There's all kinds of things coming. Some great blues. Buddy Guy is going to uh, uh, be playing at the Orpheum. That's going to be a a great concert. And all all kinds of uh, people coming to the Jazz Festival, as usual, every year. A great series of performance works and uh, iron works and, and all the different venues. And one of the ways to become informed as to where everything is and make your plans because it's an important jazz festival this year. It's the 30th anniversary. And of course the jazz festival will be expanded by a few days as well. But uh, if you get onto their website, you can uh, check things out, uh, see who you want to see and also purchase tickets right away and uh, get all that done and over with and uh, have your seats and uh, uh, secure plans for the jazz festival and of course also uh, there's so many uh, up-and-coming events um, that are happening before the jazz festival including of course the great uh, two-day affair with uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga tickets are on sale for that that's going to be at the Queen Elizabeth Theater so all of that kind of stuff is on that website coastal jazz and blues uh, website coastaljazz.ca And, of course, another way to keep up with uh, the scene in Vancouver, the live music scene, which, of course, is dotted all over the city, uh, different venues, different times, different days, all that kind of stuff. And if you really want to go hear some of uh, your favorite resident artists here, one of the best sites to go on to is VancouverJazz.com. That's a site that's kept up to date by the redoubtable Mr. Brian Nation. And Coastal Jazz, uh, I mean, VancouverJazz.com. The Coastal Jazz and Blues Society is CoastalJazz.ca. And Brian's uh, Vancouver Jazz site is VancouverJazz.com. Anyway, those two sites are very important. And uh, Brian keeps everything up to date. There's all kinds of links, interesting uh, little articles, opinion pieces, and our jazz features are on there as well. Uh, with a discussion of what the feature is about and so on and so forth. Uh, All of that kind of stuff is on VancouverJazz.com, a really, really good website to check out. One more thing is uh, my good friend Ken Speller, who is an extremely fine musician, and he teaches. Yes, if uh, you would like to learn the saxophone or the clarinet or the flute, Uh, Ken Speller's um, a very, very good teacher. He taught for years in Japan, and uh, he is a a very patient, uh, fair, and um, he's a teacher that will uh, get you going. And he's uh, a good man to know that way. But he also is a very fine woodwind repairman. And, of course, uh, when it comes to saxophones, flutes, clarinets, uh, there's a lot of moving parts on those instruments, and... Uh, They need maintenance, and one of the ways to do it is to have your instrument checked out by Ken Speller. Uh, He's located in the 13th and Lonsdale area. Um, He does his repairs 
at his home, so he doesn't have the overhead of a store to worry about, so he keeps his prices very, very reasonable. And he's quite sympathetic with musicians. Musicians, by and large, are not very rich people. Uh, We don't have a lot of money to spend, and uh, Ken is uh, cognizant of that fact, so he keeps his prices very, very reasonable. As I said, uh, he lives in the 13th and Lonsdale area of North Vancouver. 778-800-1933 is his telephone number, 778-800-1933. Or you can reach him via email at kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca, kspeller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. One of the great modern jazz bands was the band led by drummer Max Roach and trumpeter Clifford Brown. Clifford Brown was perhaps one of the finest human beings on the jazz scene. He was a musician that I think came up in an era where a lot of musicians were um, using drugs and and, and so on to kind of uh, uh, focus on just playing their music and being able to sort of forget about some of the terrible environments that they were asked to play in. Clifford Brown didn't do any of that stuff and yet became a great, great innovative musician without the other stuff. And uh, he was an example to a lot of musicians. They, they kind of turned their heads around when Clifford Brown came on the scene and became one of the preeminent trumpeters uh, and and a lot of musicians began to realize that you didn't have to do all that other stuff to be great. Unfortunately, Clifford Brown died in a car accident. He was only 26 years old in June of 1956, and we lost this tremendous musician. But we have recordings, and great recordings. This one was done... In Los Angeles, this band was actually formed and put together in Los Angeles. Max had uh, Max Roach had moved out there. He had a steady gig out there. He asked Clifford Brown to come out, and um, this band had um, just established its stable personnel from San Diego, a great saxophonist and someone who became a good friend of mine. Harold Land is playing tenor saxophone on here. Bud Powell's younger brother, Richie, is the permanent pianist and a very fine, strong bassist by the name of George Morrow. Now, that was the steady personnel of the band. And uh, they rehearsed, actually, and got their music together at Eric Dolphy's house in Los Angeles because Eric had a studio. His parents had built a studio in in the garage for Eric to practice. And, of course, uh, um, musicians just flocked there, and Eric was just loved having all these guys there. And they, they rehearsed and got the repertoire together. Um, and so this is a concert that took place uh, in the Shrine Auditorium in uh, Los Angeles, August 30th, 1954. We're going to hear three tunes from that set, opening with... Um, a, ba- a staple of this band. It's Duke Jordan's great tune called Jordu. Then a uh, wonderful interpretation of, well, Body and Soul is um, the ballad that is um, kind of a saxophonist's favorite. The tune, Vernon Duke's I Can't Get Started, is really a trumpeter's favorite. 
and Clifford Brown delivers his rendition of I Can't Get Started With You. And then we, uh, the final tune is a great arrangement um, of a composition by Bud Powell, and it's called Parisian Thoroughfare. So here then, three tunes from this concert by the Max Roach, Clifford Brown, Quintet, with Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Richie Powell on piano, and George Morrow on bass. We very proudly present the Max Roach All-Stars with Clifford Bryant. Let's give him a hand. Thank you, folks. We hope you like our interpretation of Jor Do.
Thank you. It's our pleasure now to present our stellar trumpeter, Clifford Brown, with his interpretation of I Can't Get Started With You.
The title of this one is Parisian Thoroughfare.
Recorded August 30th, 1954, in the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles, the great, one of the most important groups in modern jazz, the Max Roach, Clifford Brown Quintet, with, of course, Mr. Roach at the drums and the wonderful Clifford Brown on trumpet along with Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Richie Powell on piano, and George Morrow on bass. We heard three tunes from this uh, historic concert recorded. It uh, was a Gene Norman presentation, and it was his voice that uh, introduced uh, the group. And then uh, Max Roach did the uh, announcements. And uh, the tunes. Uh, The first tune was, of course, uh, one of the staples of the band, Duke Jordan's great composition called Jordu. Then the ballad feature for Clifford Brown, I Can't Get Started With You, written by Vernon Duke. And the final tune was written by Bud Powell and entitled Parisian Thoroughfare. All right, classic music, modern jazz at its best. We're going to continue with um, a fairly new album by drummer Joe LaBarbera. And uh, this is the Joe LaBarbera Quintet. This is a wonderful album recorded uh, um, in California, in Los Angeles, in 2006, and features some great uh, L.A.-based musicians, all led by one of the great uh, members of the LaBarbera family, Joe, Joe LaBarbera on drums, and also one of the nicest guys in the music business, and a great, great drummer. Um, he uh, wrote this tune. This is we're going to listen to the title track uh, of this album, and it's called "Native Land." And uh, this features Joe LaBarbera on drums, Clay Jenkins on trumpet, and uh, the great Bob Shepard on um, soprano and tenor saxophone, Alan Pasqua on piano, 
and Tom Warrington on bass. And on percussion on this tune, uh, Aaron Sorfette. So here then is the title track from this album, Native Land. Hope you enjoy it.
couple of pieces beginning with uh, the title track from a wonderful album by drummer Jill LaBarbera and that was his composition uh, called Native Land and that was the first tune and it featured Joe of course on drums with Clay Jenkins on trumpet, Bob Shepard on 
uh, tenor and soprano saxophones, Alan Pasqua on piano, Tom Warrington on bass, and Aaron Surfete on percussion. Native land. The second piece of music was by a gentleman uh, from the Middle East by the name of Rabbi Abdu Khalil. And uh, this is from his album entitled Blue Camel, and it featured the great Charlie Mariano on alto saxophone and the late great Kenny Wheeler on trumpet, along with Steve Swallow on electric bass, Milton Cardona on congas, uh, Nabil Kayat on frame drums, Ramesh Shotam on South Indian drums, and of course, Mr. Rabbi Abdul Khalil on the oud, and that was his composition entitled Sahara. One of McCoy Tyner's finest albums and one of my all-time favorite McCoy Tyner albums is an album called Expansions, which came out on Blue Note Records. It was recorded in 1968, August of 1968, as a matter of fact, and it uh, features um, some of my favorite players on here. I have lots of favorite players, as you might as well uh, have gathered. Um, Two great saxophone players on here, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone and clarinet on uh, on this tune, and Gary Bartz on alto saxophone and wooden flute on this tune, along with Woody Shaw on trumpet. Ron Carter will be playing cello on here, plucked, and um, Herbie Lewis is on bass, the late Freddie Waits on drums, and, of course, McCoy Tyner on piano. This is a piece of music. Um, it is Middle Eastern in flavor, like the piece of music we just heard. And this one is called The Song of Happiness. McCoy Tyner. Thank you. 
Well, I think that's a pretty good way to uh, end our show this evening. From uh, McCoy Tyner's album, wonderful album called Expansions, that was his piece entitled The Song of Happiness, and that featured uh, Woody Shaw on trumpet, Gary Bartz on alto saxophone playing wooden flute at the beginning of that tune, and Wayne Shorter playing clarinet at the beginning of the tune, and then, of course, tenor saxophone. And Ron Carter on arco cello, Herbie Lewis on bass, and the late, great Freddie Waits on drums, who celebrated a birthday today, wherever he is. And, of course, Mr. McCoy Tyner at the piano. And that was entitled The Song of Happiness. And that's going to wrap up uh, the last edition of The Jazz Show in the month of April. I'd like to thank you very much for uh, being out there this evening. And I hope you enjoyed the music and especially the Charles Mingus feature at the beginning of the show if you were uh, around at that time. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of the show as well. On behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and CITR FM 101.9 on unceded Musqueam territory. And, of course, we're also on the web, www.citr.ca. So take care, and we shall see you in the merry month of May. Next Monday, same time, same station. Gavin Walker here, bidding you a very fine and fond good evening. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee